Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of two pros and a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kick some ass, man. Yeah. Yeah. Get him, LeVar. Yeah. I mean, come on, Birdo. He's going to mock us like this? Come on. Get him, LeVar. Come on. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. It's Lamar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app, and you can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country. Yeah. And uh, wherever you are making us a part of your Thursday morning. <laughs> Berto, you are a scumbag and a half. Uh, we are going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time. Why does 6 he o'clock start Pacific. looking like a little kid when he does it, though? Like, it's the weirdest know. little dip, man. It is. <laughs> He'd be looking up, looking like a 10-year-old. Yeah. Oh, geez. It's just all right, uh, 14, my bad. Class act. 14 um, so, uh, so, hey, what's happening? Hey, happy hey, Thursday. Hey, happy Thursday. All right. All right. How's everybody feeling, huh? Fired up? What's Excited? I, I, can I say something? I, I was thinking about the hard knocks because we, I know we opened up talking about it yesterday. And the Aiden Hutchinson, Billy Jean thing. And I was like, it's lame. Man, we're, I'm not, I'm not going to go that far because that's like more your style, but yep. it was, uh-huh. it was overblown. Like it, it was, it was good. It wasn't that great. Like I, I've, I've seen some, some guys perform that I've been like, that dude's talented. That was not what I came away with after watching Aiden Hutchinson perform <laughs> Billie Jean. Uh, what was um, what was a memorable performance you can think of? Oh, man. We had this offensive lineman. To this day, I will never forget it, but he did a rap, 
and he like he he just freestyled. But he talked about <laughs> he would talk about that's that fat boy magic. He talked about how like offensive linemen could like what they do and they get what they want and all these different things. And they're like, because that's that fat boy magic. And I I will never forget it. He had the entire room rolling nice. like it was one of the funniest things i have ever seen in my life uh we had a couple of guys who could just sing yeah. like flat out had amazing voices so better than the aiden hutchinson yes basically. like i mean better dancing better singing better like everything so that's why I'm, I'm like look i get it hard knocks is back um he's going to be a great player he's going to be a leader on that team and, and in that moment like it's awesome they're highlighting him he He's vulnerable. He puts himself out there. He's, I, I get all of it. It's just like, my God, we are really blowing this thing up, like really blowing it up. Like all of a sudden, he's going to be on Dancing with the Stars after this year because of this Billy Jean performance. So you're, you're confident he's going to be a great player, Aiden Hutchinson. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you know what's funny? I was thinking about it after watching all of that because I was like, you know, I get it. But the interesting thing is when I watch his tape, I, I kept thinking to myself – the only thing what makes me make even second guess like what he's going to be in the NFL is when he, he was wearing a Michigan uniform. He wasn't wearing an Ohio State uniform. Like, like if it was if it was like Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, Chase Young, we go you already know. Yeah, we're like, oh, we're used to that. Like, we're just not used to seeing a Michigan edge defender like that. And I think like that's what this dude is, man. He's He's, he moves so well for how big he is. Like, that's what you underestimate. Is when you see him, he doesn't look like he's that. He's like six foot six. He's like six foot. I mean, he moves unbelievable for that size. So I, I think he's going to be great. He's a throwback player for certain. I mean, I, I love his game. I, I love his, his, his motor. Is is always running? It's on high. Oh, I see um, what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's got great. He's yeah, got great. His, his motor. His motor. Yeah, his so motor. It's, it's yeah, perfect that he would I end mean, up in a place that is nicknamed of the most. Yeah, oh, I, I thought you were going a different direction. Yeah, his motor. I thought, like, like I, I meant like he's got God. great technique. His you know? motor. Oh, the the the, the whole hit the button deal. People people love doing that though. JJ Watt, TJ Watt. Look at their form. Oh my God, their fundamentals are amazing. Then then you see somebody like uh Adafi Owe. Look at the athleticism. <laughs> the explosiveness. Oh my gosh, he's just a better athlete than everyone else. Like, what? Wait, hold on. They look exactly the same coming off of the edge. Well, except for one thing. Patrick yeah. Willis is such an amazing... Look at the athleticism. Luke Keekly. Oh my gosh. He just diagnosed everything. He looked at the offensive coordinator. He looked at the head He's coach. a heady player. Then he looked at the, the quarterback, and I just mean he high just told IQ. everybody what was going on. High football like, IQ. What? High football IQ. Yeah, man, it looked like they did the same exact thing. But, you know, I don't know which one is more offensive, saying that the, the dude is more intelligent with less athletic ability or the guy has more athletic ability and less intelligent. In football, I really don't know which one is more offensive. What would you rather be coming out of Penn State if, the, if, if you got I really or. don't know. I, again, I really don't know because if you look at it, you're doing they're doing the same exact thing. Luke Keekley slips blocks that Luke Keekley anticipates because he's got an idea what the offense is trying to do. So do guys like Pat Willis. So it's kind of like, I don't know. 
You know what I mean? Like, right. so would you rather have? They both have abs. They both have muscles. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You you, you could have. Uh, this... They have feet. You know, they have cool looking uniforms on. Like, they look good in their unis. Like, I don't know. You could have one combination or the other. You could have high football IQ and high motor, or explosive and freakish athletic ability. What would you rather have? I don't know, man. Come on. I, I'll answer that because yeah. I don't have any of those. And I'll, <laughs> I would like? say the latter yes. because here's here's the difference. I would it's do. like you'll always have an opportunity somewhere. Um, I remember remember Barkevius Mingo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was an edge player out of Bama. Yep. He was, I mean, freakishly athletic. He could never hang on anywhere, but he was so athletic and he was good enough where he, he kind of found a niche on special teams. Which, like, that's usually what ends up happening to some guys who, like, kind of can't figure out the scheme of the NFL or find a spot where they fit. You know, they kind of become, like, depth, and then they become a core special teamers. Like, if you could run, hit, you know, elude people and, like, make, make some things happen on special teams or be one of the, the core guys who makes a tackle, you can have a long career. And yeah. there's, there's guys like that that when they have that sort of athleticism, that ability – they get to play for a long, a long time, uh, basically until they, they probably price themselves out because the NFLPA wanted to put in a veteran minimum, which, you know, it's always interesting to me. Yeah, to your um, point, uh, Mingo played for six teams in his career. Right. And over how many years? Too, uh, seven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, fully vested. And he was a, yeah, he's fully vested. He was a first-round pick, right? But he, and he kept getting opportunities because of some of that athleticism. And by the way, we've seen other guys who, like, really just keep getting opportunities because they're so athletic. I mean, I'm not saying like Josh Gordon, you know, should have been suspended for as long as he has been and all the issues that he faced. But, but they the gave him a is, lot of opportunities. Yeah. I mean, and it's because one year he led the league receiving and he's got that sort of ability, or at least, you know, people think he does. Like, that's the other thing, too. It's not even like like <laughs> people will be able to be like, oh, yeah, he's, you know, I talked to him. He's a high football IQ guy. You can tell good technique. But like – People will just be like, "Yeah, but look at this guy. Look at this guy on tape. Like he's a freak athlete. Like even if you aren't, you show it once on tape, they're like, oh, he's got that in him somewhere. You know, we'll we'll bring it out.' Hmm. By the way, I, f- I forgot that uh, Barkevius Mingo. He won a Super Bowl. Yeah. He was with the Patriots. He was on that. Yeah, uh, yeah I think the 2016. Wow, good for him. But that wasn't where he was drafted. He ended up no. going there because that was like Bill Belichick's thing. Like Bill Belichick would like build his roster for like former guys who like were first round picks. Obviously, they have they have a lot of um, ability, and then he would like bring them in, and they'd all like end up playing you know some role. Good for him, man. A little Barkevius Mingo. How about that? Barkevius Mingo making an appearance. Can you Explosive. just can you be both? You know, if I was really. Like, if you really break down NFL players by position, I, I think more often than not, like, probably the vast majority of guys that you see starting have to be freakishly athletic and have to be have to be exercising a high football IQ. Like, if we're really, like, being serious about it, like, if you're breaking it down by every team, not and I'm not just talking – the good teams. I'm talking even the horrible teams. The amount of a football acumen, like intelligence, intellect, as it applies to the game, is probably there's probably a vast majority of guys that actually are both, yeah. rather than the other. Yeah, I mean, how do you and play? I think, youth I think it's football. why. So that's why I think it's why it's so interesting when you come across a guy that really is like not intelligent at all, like really like. 
like very, very underdeveloped in terms of how they intellectually are able to handle things. I think that that's, those become bigger conversations because there's it's so far and few in between where you come across somebody who really like, you know, struggles to speak or can't read or something to that effect where it's extreme. I think it's more extreme when you come across players like that. But like, how do you play that many levels of football and not acquire some sort of intelligence that's on another level than anybody else could possibly have that doesn't play? Well, I, I would well, say, youth league. I would say youth league. I, I would say in college more so. It's, it starts more so in college. It can hit you in high school. I think it's certain positions in high school. But in college, everyone has to show that they have some type of intellect to be able to get on the field. It's very few guys. Like, you could say, okay, a defensive lineman. But a defensive lineman has to understand the different calls, like the different stunts, where the blitzes are coming from. And and ultimately, you see the ones that have really, really high IQs, the way they play play plays. Like, are you a CBR player? Somebody who doesn't have real intellect, they'd be like, what is a CBR player? Like, the ball is snapped, I'm going to get the ball. But smart players, they know cut back, boot, reverse. Like, you play it slow. The ball goes away from me. I know, intellectually speaking, my responsibility is to stay at home, play it slow, move down the line. It might be a naked boot. You know, it might be a reverse. So I got to play it slow. Like, when you start to see people do certain things where it's like, athletically speaking, you'll see that backside defensive end go flying downfield and make the tackle on the other side of the field. And while layman terms, you're like, oh, my gosh, look at the athleticism of that guy to be able to run down that play. But in reality, that was not intellectually football smart to do that because you abandon your rules. You go to make that play the next time, they run a a bootleg or a reverse, now you're not there. There's no edge, and you see a a 60-, 70-yard play take place because of one person, you know, leaving their their responsibilities. So, I mean, I, I think you have more guys actually, you know, in the, in the game of football that are intelligent in terms of playing the game of football. I don't know about off the field, but within the parameters of what football presents, I think you have a lot of intelligent, freakish athletes that, I mean, you got to be a freak athlete, even if you're not well, fast. I, Some th- way that's what somehow. I was going to say. If, if you want to go a step further, like I think to, to make your body do the things you do, like you, you got to have a certain intelligence to do that. Like regardless, of, I don't care if you can read or whatever else. If you can can run and you can move and you can jump and you can do all those things the way you can, your body naturally has some sort of higher intelligence to do that, especially at a fast pace. Fair so, to to me, that it's like its own type of intelligence, yeah. if you will, the ability to move like Indeed. that. Indeed. We're, uh, we're, beat, we're beating a dead horse at this point. Yeah, wow. but, but you're right. We've, I mean, we've, lost, well, we've lost Jonas Knox. That's no, what no. we were, though. You hey. know what I mean? Like, that's what we were. So it's kind of cool to, like, make light of it because that's you, – you just know what type of athlete you have to be to be able to make it to the league. So when Brady told me about learning new offenses, I remember him saying – and you've mentioned this on the show before. Yep. It's like learning a completely different language every single time. So how many different languages did you have to learn during your career? Like if we're talking um, like new offense, are you asking me? Yes. Oh God, let's see. Obviously, our first offense we got the Cleveland. Um, so that was like based on Don Quayle's three-digit system. I had that for two years. The year three was like an entirely different system. That was that, that was tough because we were like because it was it was Brian Dable at that time, and he was he basically made his own offense. 
he was using stuff that he took from the Jets where he came from and then the New England Patriots, which was um, the Charlie Weiss, Josh McDaniel system. And then he was literally like blending it and then calling it like his own stuff. So you had to kind of refresh everything, memorize that. And then the next year I was with Josh McDaniel. So I had familiarity with it, but he called it and they, and they kind of ran it a little, a lot different than what I had in college. So I wouldn't say I had to learn that one so much, but technically that'd be three in like four years. <laughs> the next year, um, Josh, because Josh McDaniel gets fired, we keep our offense coordinator, Mike McCoy, but we, we kind of tweak the offense again, some of the things he's more familiar with. So I wouldn't count that. Uh, year six, I, I go back with Brian Dable. Now he's he's incorporated West Coast, so now it's like he had his own offense that he had. But then when Holmgren got there, then he put in all these West Coast deals, so that was tweaked a little bit too. So there's a little bit of learning, but not quite as much. Uh, year seven was straight like different West Coast that I hadn't been through since my first two years at college with Daryl Bevel, and then I got released by the Seahawks. I got picked up immediately by the Jets. Now, same system, West Coast. So, like, you could kind of know the terminology. But Marty Morningwood, like, kept all of the old terms. Like, remember all the terms you'd hear from, like, John Gruden on Hard Knocks or TV? You want to be like, he's like, zip over to triple right, uh, Z backfly. YB uh, banana. 20, 22 scat Z. Uh, like, all, like, basically every single player on the offense has a word incorporated in the call so they know what they're doing. Um, that all got stripped out. So, like, West Coast isn't even like that anymore. And Marty Morningwick still had an offense that was like that. So that was basically like learning a new West Coast system. And then I ended up um, halfway through that season going with the Rams. And then uh, Brian Schottenheimer had but kind of back to my first couple of years, more of like the three-digit system. But that was even different. Like, if, for example, if you had a run play to the right, you wouldn't call the cadence in the huddle. Like, you just automatically knew it was on two because it was an even number. And if it was to the left, it was on one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which is, like, weird little nuances to stuff where, like, you have for your entire life always told the offensive line and everyone what the count is, like, what the cadence is. It's on one. It's on a quick count. You know, double cadence, you know, on two, hard two. Like, you've always told them that. And then this system, like, you didn't say anything. You just said the play call. <laughs> you go to the line, it's like, oh, yeah. Like I, like, I would almost have to remind myself, like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's on one. Oh, it's on two. It's to, it's to the right. And then in pass plays, it would be based on which way the protection was set. So that was uh, a bit of a learning process as well. So you're up to like almost t- a 10 different quote-unquote languages in the amount of time you played in the NFL. Man, I, I can't even – I barely know Spanish and my wife's Mexican. Like I can't I, – I have no – the idea that you have to learn that much, which I think just g- goes to show you if Baker Mayfield does win this job from Sam Darnold in Carolina, pretty – Pretty impressive on Baker Mayfield or pretty damning on Sam Darnold? Yeah, or maybe both. Yeah. Okay. Like, just the fact that he just got there and he's already figuring out this offense, this new language, so to speak. I don't know, man. Like, that is, I'd be out. Oh, I got to learn this again? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and quit. I, 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 there's no there's no chance I could possibly figure that out. Also, and by the way, apply that new language in the heat of the moment in real time with a split second to think and instruct 10 other guys to be able to speak the language that I just learned learn myself i i mean i couldn't do it i'm out that's why it honestly like takes a while and it's usually while when you we start moving around things don't work out you know when, when you when like peyton manning goes to denver he wasn't running their offense he was running his offense like 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 that was one of the biggest things when he got there he's like i'm gonna run the offense that i want to run because for all those years he's been successful he was a hall of fame player coming out of indy 
You're going to make him run something else? I mean, even when Tom Brady got down to, down to Tampa, like we kept hearing, oh, it's you know Bruce Arians, he's, he's running that. No, he's not. He's going to do exactly and use the same terminology and everything else he's done so he feels comfortable so he can teach everyone else or work with everyone else. I mean, I can promise you, Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson, they're doing that in Denver. Like, like they might tweak some stuff, but they're, they're working together. They're, doing, they're going to do what he feels most comfortable with because he's the one on the field needs to do that. Otherwise, there's going to be a big learning curve, and he's going to struggle. But that's not the case because those guys are solidified enough where everyone else will adapt to them. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up next, uh, we do have a big-time game of chicken taking place in the NFL, and we could get an answer in the next 24 to 36 hours. We'll have that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Yeah. 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 It does sound better under this uh, backdrop. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. C. Yeah, you know, Berto. That's how it's done. Let's hear it, Berto. Come on. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. C, cabrones. <laughs> no. I mean, on, on beat. On beat, Berto. <laughs> he just dumped himself. He dumped himself. He dumped himself to get a joke in. <laughs> to get a joke in, he dumped himself. Uh, well done. It is two pros and a cup of joe I mean, here. That's kind of funny. Like, you, you didn't even go one second after you said it. Like you just gonna dump it. Oh man, it's Lamar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox will be here like on uh, on FSR. You can listen to this show as always on the iHeartRadio app, and you can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country. And we appreciate you making us a part of your Thursday morning here on FSR. Q, Q so. was just talking about the meat wagon being the the tone setter. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Berto is the new tone setter clearly he came right on in with dumb button heard from the meat wagon recently big oh. fan oh, yeah? big fan of aiden hutchinson nice. and the hutchinsons in general big oh. fan that's who that is yeah he's a yeah big oh. fan chew i didn't know aiden was the meat no wagon. no no, a- no the meat wagon's not. a fan oh. of aiden hutchinson oh yeah. oh oh okay i got it i yeah. got it okay yeah. I'm clear. Yeah, I'm clear it's now. the uh, okay. Big big fan. Of I mean, that. Who, who? What's not to be a fan of? Of the kid, he's he's a good player. Yeah, seems like a good he's dude got, too. Got, got tremendous upside connected to him. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> high IQ. High high IQ player. I mean, the way he diagnoses plays and his technique upon you know Great hand, hand. Oh yeah. my gosh, man! I mean, it's just big you know big motor off you know? the scale motor. motor guy. You know, wow. Yeah, yeah. team guy. All that. I mean, just just his football lineage. Team leader. Amazing, you know? <laughs> team leader. Team leader. Um, so uh, how about okay. how about this team leader, um, Deshaun Watson, Ooh, uh, the Cleveland Browns? Uh, they have uh, pl- they're planning to start Deshaun Watson at Jacksonville on Friday in their preseason opener, and. Um, 
Something tells me Deshaun Watson's not going to make that start. I got a uh, a, a funny feeling. I got that, it. Hey, hey I got to tell you. That maybe <laughs> the uh, decision is going to come down on Deshaun Watson before that game happens. Because I can't imagine if, if we're talking and using words like egregious and predatory and all the stuff that we discussed yesterday that Roger Goodell said about Deshaun Watson, preseason game or not, non-televised or not, Kind of a weird look to have him start a football game uh, three days later after making those comments. Tell me you're not going to watch it if he's playing. 100%. Of tell course. Me, tell yeah, me that well, won't be the highest rated preseason football I game. I don't think it's televised, though, nationally. Oh, oh. So. Here's what, here's what I don't you? understand. Why did it take them this long to get to this point? I agree. Like, my God. I agree. Like, they could have started this back in the summertime it wouldn't have gotten to the point where now the NFL's like, oh, wait, Cleveland's going to actually start him in a preseason game. Uh, well, 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 we don't want that either. We better have an immediate suspension for a year. I mean, <laughs> it didn't need to drag on like this. I mean, it's just the whole thing is confusing, at least from the standpoint that it's gotten this far with the NFL. Like, you know, some part of me really does feel like they were testing the waters to see what the public perception was of Deshaun Watson's situation. And and once the six-game suspension was thrown out there, they're like, oh, oh, oh that, that didn't go well. We better, uh, we better revisit this. Hey, Raj, can you go get your guy, your PG Harvey? Can you get Pete to come in here and then rule on this? Because you know he's going to do exactly what you said. Yeah, we got that. Okay. I mean, it's almost like uh, you know, Raj Goodall and, and the rest <laughs> of the NFL was surprised that the rest of America was like, wait a second. This dude's only getting six games. You got twenty-four different women accusing him of this, and he's only get—he's only getting six games. Uh, okay, and, and he settled with twenty of them. So again, not not saying that that obviously admits that some guilt, but you know, Houston I mean, settled with thirty. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So work that, work that math out. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, somewhere along the lines, that you had to be thinking to yourself. Why would they have started this process sooner so they wouldn't be rushing now or wouldn't be put in a position where they need to be like having a decision come soon to ensure that he doesn't get on the field in any capacity, preseason or regular season? You know, I don't know if he told the they, they told the Browns like, you know, yeah, it's going to start week one. The Browns are like, ha, we'll show them. Let's throw out Deshaun out there in preseason because <laughs> no one plays their starters anymore. You know, I, I don't know if maybe that's the word they got. But, it, I mean, it's one of two things. Either the NFL is doing this so the NFLPA and Watson's team doesn't have time to absorb it and look for any legal loopholes to make it happen. Because now if you suspend them, you do it immediately. They're probably not going to have time to, you know, do their whole end of things. Where now they've got to file their lawsuit. They've got to try to take it to court. This thing could drag on and the season starts and it's over, Right. That's probably the reason why, but I, I just I get the sense that they could have done it anyway, and we wouldn't be like rushing to now wonder if he's going to play a preseason game or not, and have a bunch of buildos thrown on the field. Oh wow! <laughs> or or mock heart towels. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Rigor mortis towels. Yeah, those <laughs> things are going to be like you know those those ninja throwing stars. <laughs> you know, the towels. Yeah, the terrible towel. Times uh two, I guess. Like a boomerang. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I I've been saying that all along. 
is why why take the this boomerang long? thing? No, okay. no, just just why is it taking so like why allow something like this to? And I know you want to, you know take the process of you know this 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 is something that's been negotiated. It's been agreed upon. This that and the other. This is the person that was appointed to give the recommendation. Okay. You get the recommendation. You don't. You first off. Here, here's what's interesting. You take a long ass time to give a recommendation that everybody was left scratching their heads. Like that's to me because that lady was not going to jeopardize a great situation, which is. She is the 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 officer that does discipline for the league offices. You're not going to sacrifice that. So when she labored over all of that information to come up with this amazing conclusion of six games and it wasn't a violent crime, and I'm basing my recommendation off of how things have been handled in the past with anything similar to this, it still comes across to me as this lady thought she did it the right way and that was the right recommendation. Now, as the NFL, why would you take the chance? Why would you take the chance? Like, to me, I'm just trying to understand. If this is where we're, we've ended up and we're now at the, the 20, 23rd hour of of Deshaun Watson setting foot on a football field, which, by the way, he's already practicing. So in some regards, you've been desensitized because you get to see him in practices. You get to see him in the uniform, throwing the ball, participating. So in some form, you've already be, have been desensitized to him playing. Oh, he's signing autographs for kids. He's signing autographs. Like, you know, so now, so now you get to the game. You're getting to the game, the show, and 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 you're feeling the pressure of what do we do? Because you don't know what what's going to happen if he plays in this game. I just don't understand how you allow it to get this far when if if you're if if it's me and I'm involved in this, it's just using how I would be feeling about it. I'm a exercise the same type of of power that I'm going to with the current arbitrator, I'm going to exercise that same strength with the disciplinary officer of, of the situation. Give us the, the results we want. I don't care that we're saying this is, is something that we negotiate. Give me the results I want because what you're doing now by doing it this way is saying we're not going to stop until we get the results that we're seeking. And hurry up, dude. Like, at some point, and I don't want to hear anything, well, we need to take our time with this. And During the COVID season, think about how many games they had to reschedule and mix and match and move around here. I mean, the Steelers and Washington were playing on a Wednesday night. It was a logistical nightmare the entire year, and they didn't miss one game. They could figure it out if there was an outbreak. They could move bye weeks, all that stuff. They were able to figure that stuff out in sometimes less than 24 hours. How many months has this been going on for? I mean, this has been going on for months, and we've seen appeals now. We've seen statements from Deshaun's camp, lawyers, everything that's come and gotten involved in it. And now because he's going to be playing in a preseason game, it feels like this is when we're finally going to get a decision made. I just I don't understand what's taking so long. Just speed it up. Let's get this over with and let's move on. I you mean, know what the crazy part is? Do you remember like what started the whole Deshaun Watson not playing? 
it was his own <laughs> desire to not want to play for the Houston yeah. Texans anymore. That was what he came out with publicly before this even became a thing, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. And even more so crazy when you think about the Cleveland Browns signed him to a $230 million fully guaranteed deal. Crazy. For a guy who had just signed a really solid deal with a team that he then decided he didn't want to play for anymore. And then they go through their quote-unquote due diligence, probably in a, what, a three-month time span, to think that this guy was actually going to get on the field. Meanwhile, they're, they're, they're going to watch this. They're going to watch Watson sit on the bench while the Texans are going to have two first-round picks before he even hits the field. It's kind of crazy when you think about the fact that Cleveland thought that much of Deshaun Watson between the contract and the trade, and now they're not even going to see him until 2023. It's, it's just, just nuts, man. I, it's one of the, maybe the most bizarre story that we've ever and seen. Let, in the NFL. Is this, does this put priorities are, you know? Does this put Cleveland up for the worst franchise in NFL history? Does it put it up for like maybe the most aggressive? Or they're like <laughs> they're so desperate, they're trying to be. You know, one of the best. Like, I don't, I don't know how you look at this because, in one instance, like from my experience there, like I was just texting with a, with a buddy who I work with at CBS, and we were kind of just kind of joking about you know the the changes in the NFLPA and all the stuff and just rookie quarterbacks, and I, I said, man, like think about and he had to say like look at the situation that Cleveland's in, like, that there isn't a damn thing that's changed. I, I got drafted there 15 years ago. And it's like at some point you look and you go, I wish they were in a better spot than they're in now. And they're not. Like They don't know what the quarterback situation is going into 2022. And they like, literally thought they had this address in the offseason. And, and, and you look at the, I mean, just the whole thing. It's a mess. It, it, it's like it's always a mess. And they just were in the postseason and won a Two playoff game in Pittsburgh. Like, like they, they, and, and Deshaun Watson, I don't think, has played a game since that time. I think I think that that game against Pittsburgh that they won, and, and then the playoff game a week later, Deshaun Watson hasn't played a game since then. Like they just got, they just started to taste a little bit of success. Their quarterback was banged up the following year, and they decided, well, he's got to go, and let's go ahead and bring in this other guy and give him a record-setting contract and piss off every owner in the NFL. Oh, and by the way, he's got twenty to thirty to forty to sixty to a hundred different issues with massage therapists, and here we are, preseason game uh, is uh, is kicking off in, in less than 48 hours, and we might finally have a decision, and he could be out the entire year. And I, by the way, they just lost their returner and one of their receivers, Jakeem Grant, yeah. who, you know, you're not going to know him as well as Amari Cooper or some of the other guys, but he is a great returner, and he is a good little slot bag, and you can do some different things with him. So he's even out, too. So it, it's not even just Watson's not going to be there. Their roster is starting to get picked out a little bit. I mean, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, like it just... Hey, do, you, do you think... Do you think them announcing that they're planning on playing him was a move by the Cleveland Browns to see exactly where things stand with the NFL? It might be. Like, Probably. It's almost the, like forcing their hand. Like, You know what I mean? Like, Are you going to make a decision? I, if you let us put him on the field, then maybe it isn't as bad as we think it's going to be. Yeah, I, I don't know that that's ultimately going to change it because I, I think just the possibility is probably a portion of how the NFL is going to handle it. And I'm sure, you know, it, it's interesting. Think about the timing of when Roger Goodell said what he said. He came out of the owners' meetings, the owners' meetings this past week, 
to confirm the the Walton uh, Penner family taking over ownership of the Denver Broncos. But that's when he got asked about this, and that's when he came out and really stated the first time. Remember, there was reports that they wanted a one year uh, one year suspension, but we never heard Roger Goodell necessarily say that, and not at this point in time. And so he flat out came out and said, "Yeah, like we feel like these should be looked at as four separate." events, meaning he would be a four-time offender under their player conduct policy. That was where they differ in their appeal to to Judge Sue L. Robinson or the, or the NFL disciplinarian officer. And and then he and he basically said, like, yeah, we want a year suspension. Like you got the sense that way he talked, they don't want him on the field. Like they don't want him to have any chance of a protest and everything else. Like I think the, they, they're probably learning from the issues they faced in regards to other players in the past and things that created a stir, whether from the media standpoint or at games or whatever it was. And it could have been, it could have been Ray Rice. It could have been Colin Kaepernick. Like, I think they're trying to do as, as, as much as they can to eliminate anything other than, hey, football's here. Let's talk about football. Like, we don't want to have to have all this drama. That's the offseason. Like, that's our offseason stuff. Football's here. Let's talk about football. We've got a good enough product as it is. Let's not screw this up. And I'm sure that's part of the reason why they don't even want him to touch the field in the preseason game. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up next, we are going to get into uh, a little bit of a battle, a battle ongoing between a franchise and one of their best players. We'll have that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! 
What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, Here it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can listen to us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app, and you can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Thursday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up through the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. It's cold as hell in here, Q. That's all right. You're going to get hey, heated up in a little bit. It's always cold in those streets, though. Man, it's cold in the streets. Yeah. It definitely is cold. But yeah. I, I hear my man Berto yeah, oh yeah. Got, got the digs. I heard he's got the hookup, yeah, the he's, plug. He's making it. What is the uh, – yeah. the? what are you making for LeVar, Berto? What's it called again? Some BDR, baby. BDR. Yeah. Right. I, mean, I trust it because I trust him. Tortillas. We're a team. He's got meat in Sinatra, there. Cilantro, onion. Oh, yeah. yeah. That sounds good. Berto's my side piece. Green yeah. salsa. Yeah. <laughs> Hooking it up. I don't know about that, but. Hooking yeah. it up for your boy. <laughs> 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 How about that? Hey, Pac-Man. <laughs> That's the, the one thing. Pac-Man. Uh, so what can I say about LeVar? He handles everything What's the matter in stride. with you, man? Yeah. Like, I feel like we could give LeVar, like, any bad information. It's just smooth as can be. He's like, ah, uh, well, you know. Well, <laughs> there He's it like, is. I don't know about that, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so we will uh, we'll keep you updated. Uh, well, I'll tell you this. Uh, his foot's getting worse, by the way. You're, Which you're, is crazy. So you really do think it's broke? Yeah, I think it's fractured. I mean, I, it, it's got to be if it's getting worse. It's a point, midfoot. Right? Yeah, it is. It's a midfoot fracture. I know. I, I, I'm, I've been here before. It's a midfoot. A little tackling sled on the foot and not even I told the, uh... him. Look, look, I told him, don't you hit it like a little, you know, little B-word. You know what I mean? I said, you hit that goddamn thing. And it was, oh, set. Go! He hit that thing, and I clearly did not have any type of belief or respect in in the young man's ability to hit a five man sled on his own and move it. I just thought he was going to hit it because he's one of those guys that I'm I'm challenging to get better. 
and he just has to he has to get some of that softness up out of him, you know, as to how he approaches things. Well, it it, it worked. It just worked at the wrong time. Like I'm standing there with no type of belief that he would move it, and he not only moved it, he lifted it and drove it and dropped it on my foot. That's how it happened. Intentionally. Man, I'm on the ground. I don't think it was intentional. I, I just think he shocked himself. He, oh, he, he knocked you over too? He Bruh, shocked the world, When that baby. thing hit my foot, when that thing hit my foot, I went I fell down because I was trying to, like, crawl myself out from under it. But it's so big. It's so big and so heavy. I couldn't get. I couldn't get from under it. So I'm on the ground, and I'm like, Ah, that's the way you hit that bit. That's the way. <laughs> God dang, you jacked my foot up. Oh man. So I'm talking about jacking my foot up while I'm telling him that's the way you hit, hit, hit the bit. Yeah, it's probably cracked. Now you're walking around wounded. A week later, I finished the practice. I finished the, the rest of the week. But I didn't think it was broke. I mean, the moment I felt it hit me, I thought it was broken. But then I was like, I got up. I was like, huh. I was like, I can move. I, I it, You know, it's not. Maybe it's not. Today? Oh, it's it's fractured. <laughs> Today, I, it's every bit of fractured. Um, what did you guys think uh, yesterday of the joint practice between the Bucks and the Dolphins and uh, how they were really trying to sell it on uh, NFL Network and ESPN that, ooh, this is the first time they've met up since the tampering charges. Uh, this is the first. Do you think anybody on that field gives a crap? <laughs> but what I don't understand is, like, the NFL Network is owned by the NFL, which is, you know, part of, obviously, the ownership group there of owners. And it's like, typically, they kind of muzzle that sort of stuff. Like, they don't want to to play up things of that nature. Like, they try to keep it onto the field, on the rosters, uh, quarterback battles, Tua going into a big year. Like, typically, that's where they keep the conversation. That's what's odd to me when, when I was, like, seeing this. I'm going, wait a second. Like, there's got to be someone up top who's not happy about this being talked about. Um, probably Stephen Ross in particular. But I, I would imagine there's, like, a number of people who are, like, they shouldn't be talking about this right now. Yeah, it's just I, I like any of those players give a crap that they that, that they were tampering with potentially hiring Sean Payton. Who cares? I mean, it's it's over with. You've got Tua, Tom Brady's back. They're both heading in a different direction. Tyree kills there. I just it, it felt like they were really trying to force the issue and get people interested in a joint practice. Stop it, it, it too much, man. I will say though, you can get some real action in joint practices, man. Like especially like if you have. I, I can remember, I just saw the other day, it was a great little memory lane deal with, with DeAndre Hopkins and D'Angelo Hall. Oh, yeah. And, was, and that, that was hard on Hard Knocks. knocks. Yeah. yeah, it was on Hard Knocks. And, and they was talking <laughs> trash to each other. And then, like, the next time they were up against each other, DeAndre broke broke D'Angelo's ankles <laughs> all the way down. Um, I, 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 can, I can honestly say you wouldn't need a storyline in terms of how heated inner squad or, or excuse me, um, like, you know, multiple squad, you know, 
scrimmages and practices are. It's, it's I mean multiple squads. How many we got? Multiple yeah. two two squads. Squad up. Two, two, it's, squads. A big, it's it's a it's 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 an orgy of football teams. Right? Yeah, <laughs> not so much an orgy, but <laughs> but more than one. More than one. More than one. More than one. It's a menage a trois <laughs> of football yeah. teams. Multiple <laughs> multiple teams. Okay. Uh, yeah. Dual team. Dual <laughs> team <laughs> practice. That's one way to put it. Yeah, um, dual, dual team. Hey, by the way, Birdo just walked into studio with a full on Mexican ensemble of food. Like this feels like you're at like oh, we're we're a mariachi band away from having a full blown Mexican racist. restaurant. That's uh, not that racist was, that at was all. Real bad. No, it's not. That's not racist that was, at all. That was real bad. What are you racist. talking about? He's got like you got you got tortillas, well, well, so bad. But why we gotta yeah. have a mariachi so, band? Yeah, so I walk in with a Chipotle bag, and next thing I know there has to be a mariachi nah, band. Nah, that's whitewash that's Mexican. Nah, wow. Chipotle don't wow. count. Sorry. That's yeah. cold. That's cold. Yeah, you, you're not, that you guys, is messed up. You guys aren't from Knoxnard. You don't know what it's like, man. That's, That's messed Chipotle, up. please. Come on, man. Chipotle's not the real deal. Yeah, that, that right there is the real deal. If you're telling me Steve Ells, okay, who founded Chipotle Mexican Grill, if you're trying to tell me he is not one a man of the people, I, I don't know what to tell you that. Well, if Steve Ells, if his last name ended, Steve Ells, if it ended with a Z, I'm, I'm just then saying, we'd be it, talking. Clearly, you guys don't know <laughs> that. Yeah, then he's got the heritage of Steve Ells. Yeah, Ellis. <laughs> Les maybe, but L's not. Nah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm just saying, look it up. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it smells great though. I mean, Berto's a fantastic cook. Uh, this does he smell is. good. I've seen the pictures. Out. Yeah, just dive yeah, in. How many more minutes? How many are you gonna have? No, just eat right now. Who cares? No, no. Come on, man. I got no, you. Wait, I'm excited. I'll tell you guys um, about it on the other side of the break. Though. So, uh, how about the fact that the NFL is now scheduling starting next year, according to Sports Business Journal, the NFL is now going to be having Black Friday games. So, if you were if you were wondering, hey, when's Rangers. the NFL going to? Hold on Jeez. a second. Hold on. That's what they call. I it. mean, I immediately thought the same exact thing. Like, <laughs> why? Or in the words of Rob Parker, every Friday is Black. Friday for me. Uh, <laughs> that, that's how he said it. Yeah, that's how he said it. Um, <laughs> that's actually a pretty good Rod, Rod Parker. It, it is. That's it. Really, is how he said it. But so we've been waiting to see. All right, are they going to make the move to Friday now? Because there's an agreement in place. I think it was with the high school football. They don't want to play nighttime games to take away from from high school football. But it is going to be an afternoon game on Black Friday, and then after next year, you love saying it. It's going to become it's going to become a yearly tradition. What so Friday, Black Friday. <laughs> it's real out here. <laughs> it's on Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Black Friday? <laughs> Black? So, there. <laughs> so starting next year, you're going to have tr- a tradition in the NFL where you've got Monday taken, Thursday, now Friday. We're going to have Saturday games, Sunday games. How long, Brady, before Tuesday and Wednesday are being uh, scooped up by the NFL and they just go, we'll just go ahead and uh, gobble up every single day of the week here. Feels like we're I, heading I towards said, that I said way. this back during COVID, and this is kind of like a bigger picture conversation, but if you look at what drives broadcast networks right now, like how they make money, they make money off of advertising, okay? Well, how do they make money off of advertising? Because you got to get people to watch. And so the, the things that people watch the most are live events and now like these, these new series, kind of exclusive um, series or original series that basically are being dominated by streaming. So – the, the broadcast networks aren't really living in that world. Like they dominate in news 
and live events, which are sports, okay? And then the streaming networks like Netflix, Amazon Prime, whoever's sort of throwing the conversation, those are now the ones that are dominating the series or like the sitcoms, whatever else it is. Like if you want to go binge watch something, you want to watch a show, that's where most people go. No one really goes and says, oh, but well, basically besides my mom, I'm going to tune in for this at 8 o'clock on this night of the week. Like it's just no one's doing that now. There's not appointment television with the exception of live sports yep. and news. And so that's where ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, they're all putting all their chips in on live sports. And what sports in particular? The NFL. Of the top 50 most watched shows last year, <laughs> they were all sports. <laughs> like literally all sports. And of varying degrees, but the lion's share was NFL. Then you had some college football. Then you had some of the other major sporting events. All sports, though. And so when that's the case, you go, okay, that's where these broadcast networks are spending their money. That's where advertisers are then going to say, okay, we'll pay you to advertise during those times because we know there are millions of people watching. But that's where you go, okay, we're only playing on Sunday and Thursday night. And even then, like Thursday night, which, you know, they couldn't figure out that model to necessarily get it how to work. But I think that was more of a scheduling issue or maybe it was just overpriced as it was. Regardless of that fact, you still have Thursday night. But you're going to get to a model where eventually I think you're going to start seeing an even Monday night, but now Tuesday, Wednesday. Like I would try to fill up every night that I could in prime time with an NFL game. I think it's, it's good for scheduling because you're able to create more rest time for players, which is better for recovery. It's obviously going to be good for viewership because you're putting in a primetime spot where you're going to be able to have more people who are a part of it. I think it's good for fantasy. I think it's good for smaller market teams to get more exposure. I mean, you tell me, would you rather play on a Tuesday at night in primetime or on a Sunday at 1 o'clock where you might only be regional? Oh, Tuesday. You might only, I'd, rather, I'd rather play in, in primetime on Tuesday where the entire nation can watch me. That's how I would feel, but... Um, you know, we're not there yet, but I, I think during COVID, they kind of took those steps because they had to, and you saw that it, it actually worked out pretty well. So I, I'm hoping that that's eventually where it goes, because I don't know how much more you can really tap out or get from, you know, the broadcast networks. Like this may have been the biggest TV deal that they're going to sign. And I think if you want to try to keep it moving forward, you're going to have to find some other primetime windows they're willing to spend in. Yeah. It's uh how, wow. how are we feeling? You good? First of all, I love Brady's point. Makes an amazing point. But Berto's food just trumped Hughes' point. Oh, yeah. yeah. What exactly are you eating right now? Yeah. So explain what the meat is. It's a Chuck, uh, Chuck roast mm. with a, okay. with marinade. Yes. Mm. It's so good, you're just man. eating straight meat with, like, the marinade on it. It's yeah. not, like, wrapped up in anything? Yeah. With a little, little oh, tortilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tortilla. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Look at him. He Look loves at him, it. Johnson. <laughs> Look at him, Johnson. He loves it. You can eat it two ways. You can eat it like, like a stew, like a soup almost. But right now, this time of year, you want to eat it like with tortilla. Mm. So where's the style. recipe from, Roberto? Mm. It's my mother-in-law's recipe. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Mm. My, my mother-in-law, my, mo- my mom never made it for us growing up. So my mother-in-law, my, my wife grew up with it. So I, I had to learn how to make it. That's great. Madre, by the way. That's how you say it. Uh, See you Yeah. See way, bien is what I'm saying. See way, muy bien. Uh, man, it smells great. Mm-hmm. It smells great. Look, I mean, uh, he's got it all dialed in. He's got it all dialed First in. First one's down. Mm-hmm. How many more are we good for?
Oh, two? definitely two more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah probably yeah, two. You more. gotta get three. Three is just a good number to get. That to. tuck rolls is tough though to, to to get it to be so tender like that. Two and a half, three and a half hours. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, it's real deal. Nice. Oh, that's, see, that's dedication though. A, that, that's how you know it's. Hey, you've pissed Eddie off now. Yeah, he pissed. Okay. Eddie's Eddie's pissed. pissed. I, no, I, he I, got his head I, on his. Eddie hip. forgot to get some yesterday. <laughs> Eddie is so pissed right now. That's so. So good, wait a Ed. second. You promised Eddie I'll some. I will have more at home, Eddie. I'll, oh, I'll wow. bring you some tomorrow. Eddie, that's racist right there. Is what that is. Talk about no loyalty, man. Just disrespect. <laughs> mm. Unbelievable. Oh oh oh! O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!